Hello, my name is Nell Ostrom, Associate Editor for The Beaver, Canada's history magazine. Today I'm speaking with Barbara Ann Scott, Canada's figure skating legend. In 1948, Barbara Ann became the first North American to win a world figure skating title, and she remains the only Canadian to win Olympic gold in a singles figure skating event. I reached Barbara Ann at her home on Amelia Island in Florida. Through your accomplishments, you've been a, a role model for many young skaters. I understand that when you were first starting out, you also had uh, someone that you looked up to. Can you tell me about that? Oh, yes. Sonia Haney was my idol. I just thought she was wonderful, and I wanted to be like Sonia. My first pair of uh, boots and skates, the boots were black, and I was in tears because Sonia's were white. So my parents managed to get me white boots and skates. But, no, she was absolutely my idol, and... Uh, we lived in Ottawa. My father took mother and me and my coach to Montreal to see Sonia's show, ice show. And uh, my coach at that time was Otto Gold, and he knew Sonia in Europe. So he sent a note back to her dressing room, and so she sent word right back, come, Otto, come, come right back. So he took me, and I saw Sonia in her beautiful costumes, and she gave me a great big picture. So that set me off. <laughs> And I understand that later on, when you turned professional, you actually took over so Sonia Henney's starring role in the Hollywood Ice Reviews. So what was it like for you to, you know, you, you once looked up to her as your childhood idol, and now you were on the same level as she was? Uh, well, I never felt that way. Uh, she was Sonia and always would be, and I was a different era. And uh, so I, I was still her greatest admirer, I think, well, she had so many, but uh, I, I never felt that I was going to win. I hoped I would, and I was. I just prayed to have, that I'd do the best I could. So I've always had that funny feeling that everybody was better than me. So when you competed at the Olympics in 1948, now the rules back then were quite a bit different than they are now, and they and as you know they had rules about amateur status that were very strict, and that created some problems for you when the city of Ottawa tried to give you the gift of a car. Oh, the most beautiful canary yellow convertible, Buick convertible with red leather seats, and and I was eighteen at the time. Right. And uh, oh, and because of course during the war the. The new cars weren't coming out and whatnot, but uh, they had a civic reception when we came home, and they, the mayor gave me the car, and I said, I knew very well the rules, and I said, oh, it's so gorgeous. Maybe I can drive it one time, but I can't keep it because you can't accept a gift over $25. And he said, oh, well, we've uh, cleared it through all the amateur associations, and you may keep it. And I said, well, I was thrilled, of course. But fortunately for me, Avery Brundy spoke up right away, and he said if she cannot keep that car and compete in the Olympics. So I gave it back immediately, and they didn't know what to do with it. It was a civic grant, I guess, the money. And so they couldn't sell it. They couldn't give it away to anybody else. <laughs> so they put it in a showroom in Ottawa. That was part of the sightseeing tour of Ottawa. So it's a, but it's a much different situation today, you know, when even like professional athletes can compete at the Olympics. Mm -hmm. um, now, how do you feel about that? Like, if you had to do it all over again, you know, which Olympics would you want to or would prefer to compete in? The you know the more 
oh, the stricter, I guess, one of 1948 where you had all those rules or the, the more professional one of uh, 2010? Well, I have uh, mixed emotions about that. I think, uh, well, my father always taught me, if, if you're going to play the game, play by the rules or find something else. So in my era, those were the rules, which I respected. And, uh, and I think, uh, well, it was fine, and it's okay. But I do feel that uh, the skaters shouldn't be restricted, that the best skaters should win, be they pro or be they amateur. Uh, so now, of course, and I think it, it's a very sad thing that the figure skating no longer does figures. That's the basis of figure skating. In in my day, they counted 60% of the whole total. Uh, that's an old lady's opinion, but it's an opinion. So what does figure skating become then if it's not, it, it's like you say, they, they don't do the, the figures anymore. So how, how has that changed? What's different? Well, it's more like show business. And, mm. uh, and of course, now with these new rules, they're so restricted they have to do certain elements. And so by the time they've done these uh, mandatory elements, there's no time to be themselves. Now, for instance, some skaters prefer slower music and more interpretation. Some like to go like fireballs and jump, jump, jump. Uh, but they, they're restricted, and then they're all doing a lot of the same thing. It used to be you'd look forward to seeing everybody's program. It would be different, you know, fun to watch. Well, Barbara Ann, it's been an honor and a pleasure to speak with you today. Okay. All righty. Thank you very much. All righty. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm Nell Ostrom, Associate Editor of The Beaver, Canada's History Magazine. I've been speaking with Barbara Ann Scott. Barbara Ann won Olympic gold in 1948. She is a member of the International Sports Hall of Fame and is an officer of the Order of Canada. For more on Barbara Ann Scott and other stories about Canadian Olympians of the past, check out the December-January issue of The Beaver.